<laughs> oh, they also call it a tetra cube. Oh, that's good too. Wait, there are a lot of great names: an eight cell, a C eight, an octacoron. Eight cell Octa- sounds sounds too much like incel. Octahedroid, cubic prism. So <laughs> many. Ooh, the four dimensional hypercube. Mm, Those are mm. all great names. I mean, that's redundant, isn't it? Oh, okay. Oh, you, I know, guess, I'm, you know, hypercube is more of a general term, isn't it? So, like, you, you can have a five-dimensional hypercube as well. Apparently so. Yeah. I, you know, I had been under the impression that a hypercube was specifically a four-dimensional cube, but apparently it's just the n-dimensional analog of a square. Yeah. So it could be, you know, any, any, any numbered dimensionality. Well, where n equals more than... Three. Presumably, wouldn't call it must cube be a, cube. presumably n must be a natural number greater than three. You know, could there be like a 3.5 dimensional hypercube? I'm sure some asshole mathematician is doing that. Would that involve fractal geometry? Sure. Is, let this, me, gonna be, let, is this part going to be cut out? Let me ask my friend Matt Parker. <laughs> friend of the program. Enemy of the program. He's no friend of mine. I think. I think uh, that's probably just because he reminds you of yourself. It's possible. He reminds me um, of you. Mm, okay. He? It's. I. Fe- I find that sad. Okay. Would really? you like? Would you? You know like, who I'm talking about? The, do you watch those number file videos? He's like an Australian. I don't watch him. He's yeah, like a he's great. Mathma- mathematician slash stand-up comedian. Yes. Also, I think a different guy named Matt Parker was one of the creators of that show. You know the one I'm talking about. Oh, oh yeah. The cartoon no, show. The crass cartoon show. I thought that was Trey Parker and Matt Stone. Oh, so like if they fused personalities, they would become Matt Parker. Yes. Stands to reason. Oh, Matt Parker is like the tesseract of those two guys. Oh, man. That's good. Should we do Wednesday? Jim Davis is my name. You're listening to Being Jim Davis. You already know what it is. My name is Christopher Winter, and I'm Jim Davis. My name is John Gibson, and I'm Jim Davis. John, today is Wednesday, sometimes referred to as Hump Day. It's the 5th of March. Crass. 19- it's the 5th of March, 1980. We're looking at the 626th ever Garfield. Now, ordinarily, I would point out that that makes today's episode a rare palindrome. And it does, but I'm suffering some serious come down after yesterday's Tesseract episode. <laughs> the Tesseract of five, as you recall. Mm-hmm. And so to me, like just having a simple palindrome episode, sure, it's rare, but it's not that exciting. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Whatever. Are we going to continue to mention it every single time it occurs? Yes, yes, oh, we are. Oh, probably so. <laughs> And also every time it almost occurs. Yeah, sometimes, yeah. Yeah, sometimes an episode re- really seems close to a palindrome, and it's worth yeah. mentioning. Yeah. John, what happens in today's palindromic Garfield? Chris, in today's Garfield, Jim Davis throws serious shade on his own profession. Mm. 
true. Okay, panel one. We haven't seen this in a while. We've seen it before, but we haven't seen it in a while. Garfield is holding, apparently reading, a newspaper. Um, what to say about this? He's looking directly at the audience. He's holding the newspaper. Um, look, it, it looks as if he's holding it, you know, just open to, like, just on the front page, like it's mm -hmm. closed. Yet that's clearly not a front page, right? There's no headline, um, no masthead or anything. So I guess he has it folded over backwards so he can read the inside bits more easily. Yeah, you know I how guess. people sometimes do that. It's it's sort of uh, hanging over like it's bent over. So he's not even well, whatever, whatever. He's thinking. Well, he's on the bottom part of the page now. Yeah, I guess so. He's below the fold. Really he's below the fold. I got really excited at first because I thought. I thought uh, my first initial impression was that he was holding it in such a way where the part he was looking at would be upside down, and I thought we could mm. talk about that and how it was funny. Yeah, but it's but not that's the not the case. So I'm no. not even going to bring it up. No, it also like the way it's written, uh, the way Jim Davis has drawn the the actual newsprint makes it kind of look like this might be the financial page. Like those are stock valuations, uh -huh. and that excited me. But when we turn to Garfield's thought bubble, we learn that's not the case. Yeah, and it it also actually doesn't even look like a like a regular like daily paper. It looks like a like one of those weeklies, you know. Uh, it's got three columns, doesn't like, it? Like, well, yeah, and it doesn't look like it has a fold the way like a normal paper does. It looks like, you know, that's true. I mean, it could be a tabloid rather than a broadsheet. Yeah, it could be. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. Yeah, but it doesn't have the visual layout we stereotypically associate with a tabloid. Uh, no, there's no page five, girl. No, no, no photos of any of any kind, so far as we yeah, can see. Maybe he's no, reading no Ed Anger's column. Do you think? It, you know, it's. I think we should speculate as to whose column he's reading, but not before we drop. Like, I feel like we're in spoiler territory now because we haven't read Garfield's thought bubble, which reads as follows. When the newspaper comes each day, side note, we now know that John Arbuckle has the newspaper delivered daily. It's just yeah. a little bit of world building. It's, yeah, it's, it's, uh -huh. it's, it's serious lore analysis going on yeah. here. When the newspaper comes out each day, I take the editorial page and John takes the funnies. The so funnies. Garfield is reading the editorial page, yeah. yeah. The funnies. How do you feel about the term the funnies, Chris? Uh, okay. Two things. Number one, I don't care for it. <laughs> Number two, if memory serves, I used it in like our first ever episode of this program, so I'm not really in a position to criticize. Okay. Uh, panel two, the camera mm -hmm. pulls back. Um, I'm going to assume it's a Hitchcock zoom, but of course we don't see it do that because it's a comic. Um and uh, <clears throat> so we see a, a wide shot now. Garfield's still reading the paper. And John is, uh, well, he's reading the funnies. It's, there's no other way to say it. That's what's going on. And uh, he's, he's holding the paper in like a really weird way. Like he's holding it straight up and down. Yeah. I don't know if you noticed that or would like to comment on it. Neither. Okay. Uh, and he's throwing his head back in uproarious laughter. Ha, 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 ha. That's what he says, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, he's got that big mouth peanuts look where his mm -hmm. nose is at the top of his head and he has no eyes. 
Um, John, a more literal-minded contrarian than I would take issue with the fact you said Garfield is still reading the newspaper. Garfield is clearly still holding the oh, newspaper. Did I say that? But he's looking over his shoulder at John yes. Arbuckle. I'm sorry, that was incorrect on two levels. He was never actually reading the paper. It's not, well, maybe. Not, not that we've seen. He's not even looking at it in the first panel. Also, he's a cat. Fair. Yeah, I mean, like, we know Garfield has read the paper in the past, right? Oh, yeah. Or at least, well, maybe he, that's an interesting question. No, Garfield no, read? I don't think it is. Um, Garfield has behaved as if he's reading the paper in the past. You remember when uh, he, John sent him to fetch the paper and Garfield, uh-huh. you know, just started reading it and said, like, oh, after I'm done with the financial section. Uh, that was fun. It's not clear that he was actually reading it. Uh, the occasions where Garfield has tried to write, it's just looked like paw prints. To right. So Garfield may or may not be literate. I don't. I'm not. I don't know if we know for sure whether or not Garfield can read. I don't know if Jim Davis knows for sure. Well, we'll have to ask him when he guest hosts the program next week or, or never. We don't or, know. Or maybe we'll find out in panel three. Yeah, it's hard to know. Yeah, let's go ahead and turn our attention to the third. Uh, panel in the triptych uh-huh. and uh, we resume the tight shot of Garfield really more or less so tight more uh, more or less the <laughs> same pose as in the first panel except he's standing a little bit more straight up straight up and down mm, yeah, yeah he straightened his spine just uh-huh he's he sat up because he realized that John was behind him I guess he's self-conscious about his posture mm-hmm. and he thinks what does he think there's no accounting for some people's taste. Yeah. Okay. This isn't a particularly great strip. But I like I like that it has some metafictional resonances. You uh-huh. know. Um Jim Davis is a professional cartoonist and his implication That's the subtext. is Yeah. That's I mean that's just a fact <laughs> about the real world, you know. The implication of the strip is that people who enjoy reading comic strips in newspapers are a bunch of, you know, brainless goobers. I do like that. A bunch of slack-jawed yokels. I like that, I like that he's, he's, um, I think I said in the synopsis that he was throwing shade on his profession. That's not quite right, actually. He's throwing shade on his own readers. (laughs) Oh yeah, no. J- Jim Davis's contempt for his uh, audience is uh, shining, shining through loud and clear. Second only like, to our own. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I like that. That's. I mean, there's not. This has not been a great week so far. I guess I enjoyed looking at Garfield walk into a paper bag. That was fun. Um, I like Jim Davis insulting his readers. Yeah, I guess uh, I I agree with that. I don't, I don't really, I I don't find this offensive. No, no, no. It's not offensive because of the way it offends Jim Davis's readers. (laughs) Its offensiveness renders it inoffensive. Huh, funny how that works. Yeah, well, look, you've been listening to Being Jim Davis. I'm just a daily Garfield recap podcast, standing in front of a boy, asking him to rate, review, and subscribe. You 
support the program by rating, reviewing, and subscribing to it on Apple Podcasts or wherever. Why not visit our website, www.dingjimdavis.com. You can also follow us on Instagram on Twitter at dingjimdavis or follow me at my Twitter handle. And I'm at Inscrutable Taco. Thank you for listening, you bunch of animals. Hey, we'll catch you next time. Seems likely. This podcast was brought to you by the Pitch Drop Podcast Network. Like what you just heard? Support the show by going to patreon.com forward slash pitch drop. And while you're at it, check out pitchdrop.net for more of this and other shows.